Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, it's Wednesday. We head into the last weekend of April, and my goodness, have we had one hell of a spectacle of sports in these last 24 hours, and the next 24 hours are going to be just as crazy. Uh, We are recording this on Wednesday. Uh, It's just going to be the two of us today hitting a a kind of a, putting a a bow on April here, Uh, and um, yeah, yesterday, Dame Lillard sticks a dagger in Russ Russ Westbrook and Paul George sticks a dagger in Paul George's eye uh, from half court uh, eliminates the Thunder at the same time as the Vegas Golden Knights choke a three nothing lead away to the San Jose Sharks uh, and get eliminated from the playoffs in overtime. I know, I fucking, I wasted, it was insane. I wasted a good tweet. Uh, I wasted a good tweet in the end. <laughs> oh, dude, I wasted like, so many good ones. Vegas, I felt so bad. The Vegas, it was the Vegas one because like Vegas was the better team, probably the both both of the last two games that they lost. I don't know a ton about hockey, even though I am quite the uh, influencer on on uh, hockey Twitter <laughs> now that I just I just I send out ridiculous shit and boy, those kids come out of the woodwork. It's fun, hockey yes. Twitter. You're fun. I like you guys. It's awesome. Because I'll I'll just say stupid shit and you you'll yell at me and it's awesome, um, but either way you know like I looked at some of the stats and then it was uh, what was it oh the Vegas Knights thirty eight shots and nothing to show for it the Russell Westbrook of hockey teams <laughs> and it all tied together because <laughs> Westbrook you see his stat he was like ten for thirty. He yes, took he shot shot. Well, I mean, weird. It was he took a Kobe a shots, but, Yes, uh, Kobe finals esque. It was a weird. It was a very weird, very weird game where you everybody was. I mean, it's, it was a game of runs, whatever. But uh, it's a game of runs. You know, the <laughs> coming, coming out of halftime. You know, coming out of well, Dame's first half, and then coming out of halftime, and all of a sudden, the you know the Blazers are up, and then you look back, and the Blazers are down by ten. And then, uh, you know, I thought it was over. That game was, I thought that was a, a thunder win. And lo and behold, I thought it was uh, overtime. Holy shit. Yeah, that was a, I love how calm. I just, I knew respect for that guy. Like, just how chill he is after he hit that. Like, I'd be yeah. freaking out. It was I'd incredible. I'd be freaking the fuck out. Like, <laughs> I just, like, I was saying to somebody, like, I did some, like, did some work, uh, like, around the yard, my shoulder's sore. I don't know if I could throw a basketball that far right now. <laughs> like, the, to, to, to just, like, leisurely take a three from, like, 40 feet over there. That's the four-point shot in, what is it, three on three? The big three league? Who has the four-point shot? Uh, one, one of these weird basketball uh, yeah, leagues has that four-point shot. Not the big three. It might be the big uh, three league. Um, it's the I other weird remember. one. The other weird I don't know. What well, either way, you know. It, but yeah, they have that like magic spot on the floor over there where it's a four point shot. Like that. I see. I said that to somebody. That's like the shot you have to take to win a car at halftime. And he just like <laughs> takes a step yeah. back and takes it. Yeah, I, that, it was. Yeah, I don't exactly think. It, it, I don't think yeah. it can be overstated. Like, like I was. I was going to make a joke because you see, he's sitting at forty seven, and it's like what. It's more important here the win or making sure he gets a three pointer to try to get to 50. And then, like, you get both. It was, it was pretty cool. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Trigger, trigger warning if you're from Oklahoma. Yeah. Thunder fans or something. Yeah. Got podcasts yeah. Yeah, there yet. 
Yeah, this, the um, Trailblazers did Seattle a solid. Uh, they defended the honor of the Pacific Northwest, eliminating the Thunder that way. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of ex Sonics fans uh, were pretty delighted by that. But yeah, the moment itself where he hit that, like I was wa- I was watching it live, and I did not know what the hell I was looking at. Like I was like, wait, what is happening? Like he's really he's not going to take a shot. Like why? Where? What is the offensive set? What are they? Doing? Yeah, I thought like, just dri- like, he's what, just going to dribble it out. He's like, they're just going to dribble. dribble. It like, like, what is going on? Like, what is happening? Like, I was literally looking. Oh, it, like, it looked, yeah, it looked like the play like, where you're up by like, 30 and you're just right. dribbling the clock out. Right. I was like, is, walking around. Right. I was like, is this, was this a replay of some, sometime like a couple of minutes ago? Like, what was happening? Like, I don't understand. And then he freaking just does, does the, does the move, gets Paul George off his feet and then goes up for three from where he was standing 37 feet away from the basket. It was absolutely incredible. The reaction was incredible. Yeah, and mind you, Paul George is a pretty good defender. Amazing defender. In fact, yeah, I feel like he's won some awards for that. Yes. He is an amazing defender <laughs> and, and making sticking that dagger in his, in his face was incredible. It was just ridiculous, and the fact that there was so much bad blood between Dil- you know Dame and uh, and and Westbrook over the course of the last couple of games of that series just made that that much more incredible. And then it was for fifty points on top of that. I don't know why that matters, but it was still awesome. Like I like a nice it, clean number like that. A nice, nice clean number like that. Like it's going to be very. You know, you'll remember. You know, people. You know, you know, you'll remember that in like ten years when people are like, "What's the craziest buzzer beater you've ever seen?" Like that's the answer right like i mean they're obviously jordan over the uh the calves as the clincher was like maybe a previous that was wild. correct answer that, that was, was pretty wild young. uh maybe i was you pretty young i didn't i didn't watch <laughs> i didn't watch that live uh i didn't know anything well, i didn't know what basketball was when i was age uh but uh this was no but this was pretty pretty incredible pretty memorable and it's just you got to pull you got to feel good for a guy like lillard who's you know, who had to deal with a lot of tough questions last year after getting bounced by the Pelicans for nothing. Uh, you know, like I, I, I was on. You know, I wasn't necessarily advocating for this, but I was definitely kind of nodding. It was a sweep. Yuck. It was a sweep. It was bad, and I, I yeah. remember nodding along as people were like, "You can't bring these guys back and try to do this again. Like, you got to break up Damon and McCollum. Like, you just, you, you can't." You can't do this again. You got to blow this team up. This is this how bad this was. They didn't. They brought him back, and they both guys just you know they had amazing series. Dame Dame's game five will go down for all time. Like that was one of the single greatest you know performances. And you know what? Shout, shout out to remember. last week's guest, the Spoon Man. Spoon. Yes. Congratulations to your Blazers. He said, "Yeah, he's like he was. Congratulations. He was never worried. He says he says they're better. They're just a better team. So the question now." Uh, okay. Nuggets look lively to secure a second round berth by getting past the Spurs in Game Six or Game Seven, uh, and uh, that sets yeah, up not, uh, maybe not so much lively nice as the Spurs looked like they didn't want to be there. That was <laughs> a weird game. Yesterday, the first three basketball games. That's, that was a were, weird performance were, were from a Pop's team. Yeah, it was. Horrific, um, but okay. Let's so let's recap. Uh, and and also at playoffs, the same time, we had rock, a pretty bomb ass yes. hockey game going on. We had a pretty bomb ass. Yeah, I would like to yesterday. I would like to. Yeah, no, Congrats, I would like yes, to yes, send a yeah. thank you to 
three hockey teams in the Sharks, the Knights, and the Bruins for showing up and giving us a good show. I can say nothing of the like for the Leafs. You were yes, I uh, Sorry, and Toronto. and in the same right. breath, I, I wanted the break. Bruins to advance. I guess right, and in the same breath that we congratulate our our advantage player friend Spoon for his Blazers advancing, uh, R.I.P. Leafs for our advantage player friend Rob Pizzola. That sucked. And you've going up, uh, and you've ooh yeah, he's he ran he ran well through through five games in that series and then it all came crashing down on Easter. Uh, and I felt, uh, I felt for him cause uh, I kind of wanted to see the Leafs go and, and the way that the playoffs have opened up in the NHL, uh, especially in the Eastern conference, like you got, had to think kind of both those game sevens were pretty important yesterday. Uh, that's kind of a, you know, that's kind of puts you on game sevens are often important. Yeah, but those especially because I mean I, I don't know. I, I did you, did you I don't know, maybe maybe the Sharks maybe the Sharks goalie's not good enough to get them to the Stanley Cup finals, but it kind of felt like that yeah, was playing for her spot, you know? Anyway. Uh so anyway, let we'll we'll talk we'll we'll circle yep. back and Sharks talk some more. Islanders. Yeah. Cup prediction. Sharks Islanders? Ooh, interesting. I like blues Islanders. I'm gonna stick with the blues. I like this kid who's this goalie, this this kid goalie for the blues, I think has the goods. Uh, to stay hot and to to get them to the finals, racist? Matt. Yeah, sounds good. He's a racist? No, he's not. Is he? No. What, who was the guy that had the tweets about the burkas? Like they were pretty mild compared to some. Oh, I'm a complete... sucker for. I'm a huge sucker for like the grave digging tweets after somebody gets drafted or has a break on it. Like Geronimo yeah. Allison, um, Mitch Trubisky loving to suck titties or whatever, kiss titties. Oh, I love I kissing love titties. Like I yeah. love it when when the best is when it's during a actual game because I think it was the Geronimo Geronimo Allison one. Like while he was playing an NFL game, his tweets were getting grave dug like that, and they were they were off the wall. Oh, you're That's forgetting the best. You're like, forgetting the best one of all. That's just, oh, I I know which one. The, the by far while, while I by switch back far. between my dick and my mouth or whatever. I got. Oh no no! That one. <laughs> I almost find that one. <laughs> the Ray Allen one? No 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 no. The the grave dug yeah. tweets from from uh, Hater uh, during the All Star game. Uh, oh yeah! Like his his family was wearing his All Star jersey and they were getting like booed and they were like, "What the hell is going on? Why is the crowd turning on us?" And it was like. In real yeah, time, those, like that was like a bunch of races yeah, during an exhibition game. During Brutal. an exhibition game, oh yeah, that was that was really really something. Okay, but we're way off topic. Uh, so the NHL and the NBA playoffs are let's talk are, about are fucking lit. They are lit, and we're gonna circle back sport, and talk yeah, about this more. Sport but on everyone's yeah, mind, we have the NFL. Football. Um, we have to close some loopholes. Uh, here on our NFL draft coverage. We did an incredible podcast on Monday with Joey Nish. It was extremely informative, and I think we very, very, very reasonably captured the most likely outcomes of this draft based on all the information that we had at that time. And I can't really tell you that there's anything serious that's come up since then that I regret, grossly regret any of the stuff we talked about, any of the positions I took. Um, there's maybe one wrinkle that I think is worth bringing up. Um, but before we go there, what are your thoughts on how the draft is materializing over the last couple days? Uh, and, uh, have you started to accumulate some positions that you feel like are plus EV? Yes. And yes. And it's just been a whirlwind and 
it goes back to my theory. Like every time this is going to be, I'm going to go way off topic on one of my things, but every time somebody's, you know, like shares a tweet about, you know, like a, an orphanage getting bombed in Sudan or something, they're like, Oh man, just the, the world is going to shit. Like, no, the world's always been shit. You just didn't get news from Sudan 50 years ago instantly. Like the, the internet is just, the world probably was a worse place. It, it's probably better. You just get news faster and bad news sticks. And it's the same thing with bad news, sensational news and hot takes and that sort of stuff sticks. So like NFL draft, Twitter, NFL draft, NFL Twitter in general, like there's so much right now and everything is overreaction time. Everybody's got these mocks that people are reacting to and it, it's tough because you got to stay level-headed on some of this shit. You you don't know what's going on inside the heads of some of these men when they when we start to get into the point where Daniel Snyder is in control of the draft room and the Raiders are sending people home. Maybe it's time to reevaluate making any more bets. I think some of the best bets I've seen on the draft are ones that people made weeks and months ago. Those are the ones getting ahead of the market. Like at, at this point, I think the, the picks and you know, the, the, any bets you're making are or like what you were doing when we talked earlier are protecting your current investments because uh, at this point, you know, who knows? Like there's just some, I've seen well, like that uh, franchise chaos guy. He had a bet from months ago. It was like, will Kyler Murray be in the draft? I mean, those are the ones <laughs> you want to get. I, I mean, yeah. you know, to, Take some swings at plus numbers and stuff like that. Like at this point, you know, betting betting into some of these markets might not be the smartest thing. You know, unless you got a good feeling or you think a number is just way off. Like at this point, these markets are swinging wildly from arbitrage players who are betting both sides of stuff at multiple books. And so, yeah. you know, while while a number, you know, while a number is getting. Uh, you know, a number that's getting beat to shit is probably predictive. Some of these moves aren't all that predictive because they're just yo-yoing up and down from arbitrage players. It's so it's, yeah, it's completely. the wild west out there. And but but and at the same time, I could not get enough of it. I'm reading everything. I'm taking it every tweet. Like it's super exciting to try to read between the lines and decide. You know who who's an Albright and who's a Prisco. Like yes. which which yes. of these people actually oh, talk yes. talk to somebody who is a decision maker in an organization and who is just filling an article shit. and mailing yes. it in because they've been doing it forever and they just they're dead inside and they need to <laughs> hit the deadline and they're yeah. pissed so that like, they have to go yeah, all the so way to national take stuff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take some stuff with a grain of salt don't don't overreact and the thing about mock drafts it's uh, getting a mock draft right it's like getting a March Madness bracket, perfect. Like the permutations of, I mean, it's thirty. Oh, what's it called when you put the exclamation point? Radical. Uh, it's, it's, factorial. Yeah, factorial. Yeah, like I don't know the exact math, but like, yeah, it's, once <laughs> once you you have. I mean, granted, like you're not going to say like, oh, you know, some guy is going to get drafted first overall. That's some random. Like there is some, you know math to temper that like there are certain people that are going to go in the top five and that's just how it is but once you get to like the 10th pick and once you get to the 20th pick there's so much stuff that can happen back and forth like th those drafts those mock drafts are garbage because all it takes is one weird trade and 
There's a run of cornerbacks. There's a run of offensive tackles. Nothing makes sense anymore. Two more people trade. You don't have, you know, you don't have a team that's even in the first round anymore that was really angling to take a cornerback. All of a sudden, there's two cornerbacks that are sitting there on day two that were everybody mocked them for day one. Like it's, it, you know, it just gets real wild in a hurry. It happens every year. It's like it's all the chaos. running backs that got taken last year. What the fuck yeah. was that? Right. Something something stupid's gonna happen like that, like Rashad the Rashad Penny thing. There, like there's yeah. so much stuff that can just that it'll just change on a dime. Hopefully, like yeah, you know, just hopefully yeah. the first few picks are kind of what we expect. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, like uh, I want, like, I want some things to, I want, yeah, I want some sanity early. Yeah, same. It's uh, so it's it's uh, it's chaotic enough. It's so chaotic, in fact. That even to evaluate mock drafts, people have had to come out with very people have to come up with very complicated algorithms to score. Oh well, you said uh, the Steelers were going to take a cornerback, and they did. They didn't take the guy you said. You should get some points for them at least addressing the position that you thought they were going to address, right? Like, or oh, yeah, I forgot you know, people a guy went that. in a tier. Yeah, I mean, so so like people have had to come up with very complicated ways to score mock drafts because of exactly this problem we're talking about, which is mock drafts are so chaotic. I mean, so, you know, are so quickly forgotten, and they're so uh, you know they're so kind of not useful after a certain point in the draft um, that, you know, it's just a why are we even bothering? Um, so with all that said, what's your mock, mock top 10, mock, mock the top 10 for me. What do you got? Boy, we've gone back and forth. Murray. Bosa. Murray. Number one. You pretty solid. If, if I, I, I am I, yeah. I'm fairly solid. I, 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 I'm, I'm fairly solid. <clears throat> Murray going one, but like again, nothing will ever surprise me in the draft. Things could get real stupid real fast. Yeah, I think the Jets want to trade. I mean, we can we can talk about that all day. Well, hang on, yeah. Hold, don't 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 get into it's, don't don't get into any of the scenarios yet. But just tell me, you know, top top five. Who who do you think? Oh. I mean, I, I, and that's where, that's where I hate some of these mocks. Some of these guys are, they're throwing just ridiculous stuff out because they're basing it on who they think are the best players. And I don't think that's how a mock should be done. I think a mock should be done on, you know, who you actually think these teams will take. Yeah. And that's where, like, I still think the Jets, against all, like, Jets should take Williams. I, I, Quinn Quinn and Williams, the defensive tackle. Yeah, Quinn, they, Quinn and Williams, yes. Just because and he's the best defender. I don't think they available. will, but I think they should. Yeah, like take take the best defender. Like take I think he has a, a super high ceiling and he could be a really good like you never know, there's bust all over, but I think he could be a really good NFL player. Um uh so you go Jets and unless uh unless somebody trades up for a quarterback at that point, then you know, then all the defenders get shift down. And with uh with the Redskins wanting to possibly trade up with the Raiders thinking about a, a, you know, all of a sudden you could have three of the top four picks being quarterbacks out of nowhere. If the Raiders, if the Redskins can suddenly trade the farm to the jets and then the Raiders get scared and take another guy. Uh, I mean, it could get weird. Uh, otherwise I think uh, like Josh Allen Ed Oliver, it's kind of where you got to go. Probably Allen to the Giants. 
Dev, Devin White needs to happen in Tampa. I think a lot of people are kind of in agreement on that. That's pretty much all the mocks you'll see of Devin White, the linebacker. Tampa needs a linebacker. He's, yeah, you know what though? Every everyone mocked nope. everyone mocked Derwin James to the Bucks. Everyone mocked Derwin James to the Bucks last year. And that would have worked they out really that. well too. It would have worked out really but well. But I think they have a they have a better head coach. They have a better. I think their draft room is probably a little more in order. Um, I mean, Josh Allen and then Jaguars. Even though there's a ton of defense, it, and you know the Jaguars need an offensive player. But if there's a quarterback run and like defenders get pushed down. Like if, if Josh Allen or Ed Oliver is there at seven, what are you going to do? Not take them at that point. The Jaguars probably trade down, I guess, but Jaguars, if everything goes normal with all the, you know, edge and D linemen and the linebacker going Jaguars go offense. I don't know what they do. I don't Juwan Taylor, Jonah Williams. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other linemen that are up there. I don't think Dillard is, quite that high but yeah one of the yeah. linemen goes to jacksonville eight who knows the panthers no it's the, line. Or, uh, yeah, lions, the lions yeah. i'm looking they i'm looking trade down. at the wrong yeah. line the law wrong uh, yeah the, the wrong uh cat uh the yeah. lions what do we what do we think they do i trade down probably we kind of talked about the i think i think they should trade down the bills probably offensive line the broncos bush maybe the other yeah. linebacker yeah. Unless there's like a quarterback run again in the or the Broncos get squirrely and go quarterback. But yeah, Bush. Okay. I think that the Lions are the one I really don't know. Like if, if nobody trades and it and it doesn't go quarterback heavy early, the Lions pick is the most intriguing to me because I have no clue what they'll do. No. And I think it should be a trade back. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about That's trades fine. for a second. I kept um, it pretty simple there. Yeah, pretty simple for sure. Uh, Kyler Murray and then a bunch of who the fuck Murray Bosa and then who the and then a bunch of WTF. Um, okay, so well, yeah, because it could go defense defense or it could go quarterback quarterback. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about that second scenario. Um, so one of the things that came up yesterday and today that has been bugging me because I put some, I slung some. My biggest exposure by far is Murray going number one overall uh if someone if, if if bosa some for some reason if the cardinals were playing a game with us this whole time and they're not taking murray um i'm in deep trouble not in deep trouble i think i have like a, about a grand worth of exposure for to you know at about average odds of minus 300 or minus 400 or so so but i'll be very sad um if uh if they take anyone but murray first um and again we talked about this on the pod monday but my general feeling is steve keim needs to take murray badly um and it's because Kime. you know Kime, he's on his uh, this is his last draft unless he gets the kind of playmaker that changes their fortunes in terms of they're expected to win five games this year they're expected to finish fourth in the afc west uh he will be fired summarily fired this offseason if they underachieve again uh and so his best and only hope to retain his job is to take a player a dynamic playmaker guy who changes their franchise like murray and have murray ball out and save his job that's his only hope and that's why i think this is kind of too many incentives are lined up here incentives for the ownership in arizona getting a guy like murray they've already poisoned the franchise on on rosen by entertaining trade offers and kind of flirting with murray to this point so the the ship has sailed in my opinion um bosa to the niners same sort of story the Jets or entertaining offers for the Bosa for the opinion. Quick Bosa opinion before we go. 
Sure. You is Bosa a game changing talent? Will no. he be better than his brother? No. I think he's he comes off as lazy to me. I don't know. Maybe it'll be different when he gets. I think maybe it was a case of the knowing you're a, a high end pick. And I don't know. Even if he's very, very good, even if he's very, very good, him and Ed Oliver, I wasn't like impressed with him this year. Granted, there's some injuries, but still, right? Even if he is very, very good, the top tier teams in the NFL are figuring out ways to neutralize dynamic pass rushers, and it is entirely, basically, the 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 sharpest folks in the room, the people who are really, really getting deep into the analytics of. Of, of professional football right now are coming to the same conclusions from different angles that the offensive line only matters as much as your running game and the defensive uh, pass rush can be 100% neutralized by the play of the quarterback. And you've seen the game change and will continue to evolve in the in the kind of the How much Tom Brady, Josh We hear Daniels about that ball. heading into the Super Bowl. Yeah. A sh- a so, so much. The Tom Brady, uh, like his average average time of release, yeah. some snap to release, like that was beat into the ground. Everybody talked about it, and I mean, not it was annoying because that's all I heard about, but it was true and it was right and it was predictive and it absolutely, you know, it took away some of the best players on the field that day. It did. They didn't 100%. matter. One hundred percent. It like, didn't. They didn't yeah, matter right. at all because right. there was no chance that right. they were going to get to Brady. If, when he's releasing it at like two point two seconds, right? You could have put. I mean, you I can't get there. That this is a this is a very this is a very controversial take, and I am prepared to be you know look stupid saying this. Uh, but if you had that exact same defensive line, line for the Rams, uh, and you put prime Lawrence Taylor on that line, does it change the outcome of that game? I don't think so. I don't, did you ever play Tecmo Super Bowl? He could shoot that center guard <laughs> gap and take the quarterback like instantly. That was so annoying. It was like a glitch. But no. yeah, I don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You could have yeah, purple people eaters, steel curtain, the 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 Rams of the seventies. I can't think of the nickname for them. I mean the the some of the ones from the, all the best defensive lines ever. Like if you're releasing the ball that fast, they're not going to get there. They, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's not enough time. It's exactly. Just math. So, like, so it basically, was, it, it yeah, sucked right. for uh, right. it sucked right. for the Rams. So, in my, in my kind of in my estimation, like, is Nick Bosa going to be a contributor to a defense? Yeah. Is he going to be a you know an above average player for you know a five to ten year career in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, but I don't think his position matters as much anymore, and I also don't think he's like truly generational. I think a lot of his value is kind of his measurables and his lineage. Uh, and you know we got, we'll have we'll have to see if he materializes as kind of a an absolute beast in San Francisco. And um, you know it's it's a uh, it's it's a bad draft. <laughs> period. Like like I don't have great strong feelings about many or any of these players to be honest. Um, so both the second, then third is interesting because the Jets have been very very transparent about wanting to trade down. And they found potential trade partner in the Redskins that was reported yesterday and this morning. And what was interesting about this is if you're the Redskins, it makes sense. Yeah, of course, because the Jets want to get down. They they'll they'll take best defensive player available. They don't really have a preference. They don't want Josh Allen so much that they're going to take him third. They'll they they were going to reach on a guy anyway. 
potentially they reach on it Oliver. Maybe they just settle and say, fine, we'll take, you know, guys, you know, beast in, in, uh, in Quinn Williams, Quinn, Quinn and Williams, but whatever the case is, they want to trade out. The Redskins want to trade up. And if you're the Redskins, the only reason that you would trade up to three is if you want to get ahead of the Raiders. Do you, do, do you agree with that? Otherwise, you the only okay because heading into this draft, every mock, every leak, blah, blah blah, has all kind of been pretty consistent with the the Giants are really the only team that is be after the Cardinals threatening to take a quarterback. And so the question is, okay, well, why would you target the number three overall in the Jets just because they are making it available? I'm pretty sure the Bucks have been pretty transparent. I mean, they're it, willing I think to it's, trade it's out half five. that, but it, it it is half that and half the. The rumors of Locke to the Locke being uh, someone that the Raiders are, you know, looking at or Gruden's yeah. infatuated with, which he is always infatuated with people. But yeah, and, and at, at the same time, like such wild card draft rooms that, like, I don't even know how much I'm entertaining any of it because, sure. like, uh, whatever these two teams do, the Redskins and the Raiders. That's what I hate. Like I said, as soon as a team gets weird, the rest of the the rest of the round is fucked. The rest of the draft is goofy. Right. Things are gonna get wild from there. So I hate and that we might have two teams right away. Like three and four, it could be if the trade goes through. Like the, the whole first round is gonna be put on its head from these two teams. Absolutely right. Even if it's just. Even if they Even just if go, they quarterback, go quarterback, defense, quarterback, yeah, quarterback, like, quarterback, or all defense, of a sudden, defense, all of a sudden, there's defense matter, yeah. or the defense is dropping like a rock. You know, it, it could get goofy. There could be a weird quarterback run middle. Of the you know, all of a sudden, you know, four quarterbacks are gone and 12, 15 picks. I don't yeah. know, but yeah, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not overly analyzing it just because it's it hasn't happened yet. I right. don't okay. I don't take into account a trade that hasn't happened. But yeah, I, I think I think. You know, you kind of downplayed the fact that, like the, you know, the Jets because it's available. Like that is part of it. You can't trade with somebody who doesn't want to trade their pick. Like, sure. It has to be available. And I don't, I don't think that the Raiders are wanting to trade out. No way. Oh they no way. They should with the draft. The draft capital they have, maybe they could move back a spot or two and still get a really good defensive player. And and amass even more draft capital whether it's another second or who knows but uh, i don't think the raiders are available and um maybe what they're wanting they don't think being on the other side of the raiders like you said is is a good idea as far as if they want a quarterback they want their pick they don't want to take the quarterback that the you know that the cardinals and and raiders don't take they don't want third picks they don't want sloppy second third dirty thirds they want yeah. to take whoever's available after Murray. So I, I, I mean, it all makes sense. But then at the same time, like this, this probably doesn't even happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I kind of agree. With and you and it's funny because like both teams, both teams are like, it's just like watching the two worst negotiators because the Jets have made it so ugly and apparent that they're losing leverage. And then at the same time, the Redskins, if they are, you know, just how weak they are in their quarterback room and the fact that if they do want to get ahead of the, the Raiders like this, they're making it wildly apparent that they want to get up there to take a quarterback. So you got two teams that, that are just hurting their leverage. I mean, it's just kind of ugly to watch. Does Sad, the, really. Okay. So so you so you're even soft, it sounds like, on 
the fact that the Redskins and Jets had conversations for the third pick and that that would have been for a quarterback. Well, you know, you're, I, you're even soft you? I mean, if, if they're looking, I'm, I'm sure they talked and looked at it because the Jets had a pick that's, I mean, the general public knows it's available. So I'm sure what's his face? Snyder knows. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. But know, I'm he, saying like, head's not, I, so he's not so far under a rock. Right, right, right. But I'm, I'm just saying you're even soft on the fact that that happened being indicative that the Raiders are going to take a quarterback with four because that's where I'm stuck and I'm desperately trying to figure out who the Raiders well, are going to take. Raiders can take a punter. It wouldn't surprise me. Okay. Yeah. The Raiders are the Mayock Raiders. Is, Mayock is drafting. Okay, well, let me lay this out. Mike Mayock, first ever crack at the draft. And... He has a quarterback that he is almost certainly going to cut ties with after this season. Okay? I almost feel like the Raiders have to get their quarterback of the future this year. They don't have a choice, even if they don't really no, like these guys. Terrible take. You think this is a bad take? Okay, let me lay it all out, and you, and you poke holes in it then. The Raiders... Oh, I, I've had you lay it out, and it's awful. Well, I'm going to put a finer point on it then. So the the Raiders, Derek Carr is going to play out this year of his contract. The Raiders are going to pay a salary. They can't possibly cut him because of the calorie, salary cap implications and because Mark Davis can't afford to pay players that aren't actually on the roster. Yes, yeah. they, right, right, right. Mark Mark Davis can barely afford to pay anyone. I mean, yeah, let's just staff. say, I mean, yeah. they, they do need, yeah, I mean, with, without even getting into it, late, I mean, it, it, it's been laid out all year. Like, they're going to move on from Carr. But, man, with this quarterback, crap just because you have a high pick and there's a quarterback available does not make him a top five talent this is a bad quarterback and if mayock's not an idiot he knows this like wasting this sort of draft capital on a drew lock on a haskins on any of these guys on, on the kid from duke like wasting a top four pick on any of those quarterbacks is a bad it's probably a bad move like in the long run unless you know i'm not a i'm not a scout i don't do this for a living but i think we can come to the general consensus that this is a bad quarterback class especially when compared to the last year just because you need a quarterback you can't let your need drive what you're doing and as far as like wasting such a high pick on a quarterback that should be lower middle to low first round best case if you take a quarterback this high like mayock's not that dumb i don't think like you can say like he wants to make a splash and he wants to get a big name and energize the fan base like i don't know does he want to win because i i would be much more comfortable taking a flyer on somebody else in the third round or trading for a good backup or just tanking again and getting a guy in the you know, a much better crop coming in the next couple of years. Like, it just seems like take a really good defender or trade trade the pick for a king's ransom, which I I still don't think they should trade out. It, they need to just take a stud defender. They've got more picks, add more players, take a quarterback in the second or third round. Um, take the kid from Buffalo. He's huge. I like him. Like take a project like that and see what happens. You're not you're not going to turn this team around overnight. Yeah, taking taking a quarterback in the top five that's not named Kyler Murray is probably a shitty move. And okay. I think Mayock's too smart for that. Well, I okay. So here's the points that I w would count counter with, and why I think that they are screwed and they have to. They have three picks in the first round. Without a doubt, you are going to inject this team with youth and talent. 
They have the one of the top picks in the second round. They they have they they legitimately are going to have multiple swings at completely re um, you know re-rostering this team this year in this draft. And you have now Derek Carr as well, who recognizes just as plainly as we do that he will be playing for any any job next year. Like he will have to put together his absolute best performance, put it on tape, playing for a job in the NFL next year with his performance this year. All of this to me suggests a relatively high likelihood that they're going to, even if they are trying to still position themselves for the draft next year, that they're going to accidentally win seven, eight games and be in the kind of the middle, just sort of best case scenario for them. I feel like is like, what happened to the giants? Like the giants drafted Saquon Barkley last year. And we talked about this at the time, even at the second overall pick, even if he was the most talented player on the board, even if he goes on to have a Barry Sanders or Adrian Peterson type of career, he's going to be so good that you're going to win games that you should otherwise be losing. And you're never going to be in the, in this um, sphere, you know, at the level where you can take a swing on a top tier quarterback again. And so the Raiders, I feel like at four, there's no top tier quarterbacks though. They're not top tier quarterbacks. They're not top tier quarterbacks though. But, but at four, I mean, just because you're at a four, because you take him at four does not make him a top five quarterback. It's a, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get that you might not have that opportunity again. And that's just bad. That's just bad luck. Like like if you win eight games next year and you don't get a top five pick, like that sucks. But at the same time, like now you have two shitty quarterbacks and instead of a good defender, like, I just don't think the, so what it's it's overspending. It it is overspending. I like bringing Bring in Josh Johnson. Bring in Brock Osweiler. I mean, those, bring in Josh McCown. Those okay, guys are second, all still second, free agents. Wait a second. That would second. push those. Those would push Carr just as much as as bringing in uh, a trash rookie. But I don't think I don't he will. Okay, that okay. Now, now we're kind of mixing things a little bit here, and I agree with you. And if but if I'm if I'm Mayock and I'm looking at my a three year arc. And, and, oh, by the way, next year we're moving into a new stadium and a new city. And next year, basically, I'm, I'm looking at the 2020 draft and recognizing that I am screwed. Because I'm going to either be in a position where my guys who I've drafted did well and they have overperformed and now we're stuck in the middle and we can't go get a guy that we need to take over for car. And so we're stuck sticking with car. Or we're cutting car and we're giving away our entire, you know, our, our extra Bears pick next year, including our, you know, we're giving away the entirety of our future to move up and get a guy next year, or we're stuck in the middle. And I, I just, I don't see a, a good or, scenario. Or you look at the twenty twenty, the twenty twenty free agent class. Um, did, oh, did free Scott agency and quarterbacks. Uh, free agency and quarterbacks. I don't think you can ever count. I'd way rather spend the money than the draft capital. You can, you can always, you can always have money, but getting, like you said, you're not going to get that top five pick like um, Mariota and Winston. They'll neither of those. I mean, they won't be under contract in 2020. I don't think Uh, Bridgewater just signed another one year. I think you've got, you've got guys that are way. I mean, I'm not saying those are like, I I think Bridgewater's the class of those three. Winston might uh, prove otherwise this year under new coaching, but, I, it's just, I don't think 
your hand is forced. I think that's a bad. I think that's a bad way to look at it. And it's just like it's making a move because you think you should rather than making a smart move. Like, oh, we we won't be able to draft a draft a top five quarterback, so we're going to take whoever's there this year because we have a top five pick. Like, yeah, you take like you're just going to end up with a worse team that way. And you might you might end up with like two bad quarterbacks. You move to a new city, your team just as bad. Like I think you, you take a defender, tank, and try to get a top ten pick for next year. Either that or or take some of your draft capital and trade it, and so you have a bunch of ammo to trade up next year. But yeah, taking like, two locks worth. I feel like you're. Idea. I feel like you're staring at bringing Carr back. Do you think Drew Lock's bringing good? Bringing in, I have no clue. I have. I honestly. Then why I are you want to pick him fourth no overall? Like, I don't. Why would you, why would you I, take I, him as a top five pick? I don't think so, you have. Why a are you? Choice. Why are you saying I you honestly, have to? I honestly don't think you, have, you a have a choice. I don't why, think you why do. Why would you want to take a better player? Waste that draft capital. I just don't. I don't understand the why do you not have a choice? Like you absolutely have a choice, and the choice is to draft a much better player. Um, like a defensive lineman or trade trade the pick, yeah. In the, taking, yeah, in the t- taking a bad quarterback yeah. over overdrafting, like having no choice in overdrafting. That's, I mean, that's how you end up with. If you can get, that's how you end if up you can Washington get, a, if you can get the next two first round picks from the Washington Redskins and give them the four, I would do that in a heartbeat. But I don't think that that offer is on the table, really. And I think, I, I like like because here's the problem. The net, the top of the twenty twenty draft may have a couple of decent quarterbacks better than this year's class, sure. But it's going to be Miami sitting at the top who has, going pos- to Miami, who has yeah. positioned themselves and potentially the Bengals. The ben- this is this is it for Andy Dalton and the Bengals. Like I honestly feel like you're going to be staring at the top of the draft board with two good prospects next year, and it's going to be two teams who will one million percent not be trading those picks because they're going to go draft the quarterbacks of their future, their franchise. And yeah. so you're stuck with like you're literally looking at the free agency market and you're like, Jesus Christ, like you know, Mar- Mariota broke his leg. So this I, year I know, and, and like I, I do, I understand what you're Andy saying. Andy Dalton's out there, I, like, I, I, like I, you're literally yeah. looking at. Well, I absolutely understand what you're saying, and yeah, yeah right. it, it makes it makes sense. Like you, you won't, you won't probably be able to take a quarterback next year, and that's tough cookies, and that's just how life works, and that's timing. But at the same time, like th- you know, making a bad situation worse is never a plus ev move like by taking a a mid-round quarterback in the top five you're not making your situation better you're making it worse you're you're making your team worse probably by wasting draft capital on on a quarterback like i don't i don't understand why you would why you would want to make your team worse i think you just because of what might happen next year and you never know like and and that's also making a ton of assumptions about next year you never know what's going to happen so by yeah by like that's you're true. saying, that's just because the team might be better, you should fuck up this draft. <laughs> but they, they may not look at it as fucking up this draft. They may look at it as they are smart they, enough. He knows. I that. know, but he's got Gruden as his coach. He believes in Gruden's ability to develop a quarterback for his system. If Gruden is in his ear saying Drew Locke has all the tools, we coached him at the Senior Bowl, and he's got all the tools. He's the next. Fill in the blank guy. I've seen guys like this come, to, you know, and we know well, we talked Gr- about the Gr- Raiders you know, for a long yeah, time. I know, I know, but this is it's a fascinating question because it really does, I think, unfold the entire way the rest of the draft goes. Is what the hell do the Raiders do? Here? Well, and like, and it, it's funny how like my my argument is don't don't be stupid. 
don't make a bad pick because it is a bad pick. And I think you can agree taking Drew Locke fourth overall. If we said that sort of shit a month ago, he'd have laughed. Like what? Yeah, Who? true. That's true. He's an SEC guy. Like, no, it's a bad pick. I think it's a bad pick. But at the same time, hmm. like, teams do this every year. Teams like, do it every year. Maybe they yeah, talk I themselves that, into that's gas. Pretty, and that's, yeah. part of where, <laughs> that's part of where your argument has legs. I mean, because, the Redskins, like, are, the Redskins are talking do, about, the shit. Redskins are talking about giving away 2020, 2021 first round picks to move up and take Locker Haskins. Like, or Daniel Jones, like, like this is this is crazy. And, and I mean, and and you know, and with every NFL team, and more clearly than ever, the way the game has changed, the quarterback is such an important piece of your franchise. It's it's so much more important than anything else that you have on your roster. And legitimately, the idea even that you could only have one quarterback in the top 10, which is kind of where I, that was kind of my thinking when we were recording the podcast 48 hours ago, I was like, these quarterbacks suck. None of them are worth top 10 picks. Everybody knows it. And they're all going to slide. Now I'm looking you, at this you need and I'm to stay like, off Twitter for a day because I, all of a sudden, yeah, like two days later, you're like, Drew Lock is the future of the Vegas Raiders. No. And like, I, and as much as it's like how we, how we sit here, in the fall and we just laugh as teams run into stack boxes on first down and 10, how teams constantly make bad decisions, how teams will focus in on defense and running game, even though, you know, the smarter teams, you know, the analysts, you know, it's wrong, but there's still professional teams that are doing it right. And it's the same thing. We're here. Like if the Raiders did draft that uh, drew lock, like, yeah, I mean, that, that shit happens. People reach for quarterbacks. All the time. It's been happening for years. It always happens because it's a glamour position. It's it's a big name. Like it is exciting. It's more exciting to get a quarterback. Way more exciting to get a quarterback on your team. It it will energize the fan base. Like you you will pump up the you know the move to Vegas having a young quarterback on the roster like that. And like it, all that does come into play because granted, like ask the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not just trying to win football games. It's a business. Some teams are much more interested in just selling their seat licenses than winning a Super Bowl. Like it, yeah, it, it is it, at the at the and at the base. There is there are business decisions being made, and sometimes they aren't always in the best interest of being a great football team in the long run. Yeah, you got there's Antonio a few teams Brown. that work that way. Yeah, you got Antonio Brown on your roster. Uh, you got tickets to sell in Vegas. You've got a very unfortunate set of circumstances setting up for you in 2020 you have you are going to in one swoop inject a shitload of talent on your team this year through the draft uh i i really think the raiders are going to do a quarterback in the first round and then the question is do you wait for your guy and hope he's there uh or do you take him with the fourth overall pick i mean maybe the right slot for drew lock is 24th or something like that but shit you're gonna take you know you're gonna take your chances with that if you have kind of committed your future of your organization to make going down this road like i i just the decision to take a quarterback and to to make these picks is so heavy you know so heavy uh i gotta and you know and mike mayock never been in a draft room before First, you know, this is this may be his only chance to take a top five pick, in which case, uh, you know, 
you evaluate all these quarterbacks, take the best of them. I mean, I mean, like there's a lot of things that I think kind of are all pointing in this direction that the Raiders take take a QB. Um, and, uh, you know, the fact that they've been so secretive. Who is the USC quarterback that w- was mocked out first? Who is the USC quarterback that was mocked out first and then went back one more year? Was it Leinert? Was he was he a, like a consensus first overall? And then he went I back think it was, it was, was it Barkley. Sanchez? It was Barkley. Wasn't it? Barkley, Barkley. Yeah, I couldn't keep him straight there. So, yeah, because Locke, this was kind of the same thing where like his junior year was – I mean, he was – it was one of those things where he went back, but it was like the opposite. Yeah. You know, right. where he was looking at maybe mid second round, I think. And then they're like, Oh, should he go back? Or, I mean, are you going to get any better at, at Missouri? Are you going to, are you going to improve on that playing? I guess it is an SEC schedule is something to add to your pros instead of cons. Like that, that's a tough schedule, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I didn't see this happening because I wasn't like I watched a couple games I wasn't super impressed kind of made some shady decisions I thought he's got he's tall he's got a big arm but I'm, I'm checking right now Ooh, nine inch hands <laughs> never gonna that's make not it good. that's true okay Dante that's Culper a great point 2.0. that's a great no, point not great uh, okay so what if they want Haskins so, what if they've hidden their, what so if they've pick hidden number four we are undecided what if they've hidden their love for Haskins this whole time I don't know. Honestly, my brain hurts from like all week. Thinking the about this. Yes, it's been, it's been, it's been like I've been, I've been working in hypotheticals for 48 hours. And like I said, one trade and none of them even matter. It's hilarious how that's going to happen. Okay. Like, well, let's, everything okay, let, we then let's, talked about for three days entirely, might, might not happen, but I don't, I don't think the Haskin things is, I don't think that's, that none of this. Legs. One thing is for sure. Whether or not we figure this out tonight or tomorrow during the day or, you know, in the next 1,500 messages in our draft chat that we're in, uh, the one thing is for sure, and it's not going to make us a ton of money either way because you're either going to guess right or guess wrong about this. Um, and the But there are some props out there that are very, you know, that are really shaping up and, and be, you know, looking like, you know, good money-making props. Uh, I'm just going to ra- – ra- ra- I'm, I'm just going to – list the top five that are in my betting queue that I'm the most excited about in no particular order. Sweat over is a, is a banger. I, I don't even care what number Montez. you got at this point. Like yeah, sweat, Montez sweat over banger, Gary over banger. These two guys I have, have medical, one. medical red flags. If you see a medical red flag associated with the, with the, with a player and it's not like some team bullshitting, hoping he'll slide like, those guys absolutely slide and these guys have legit reasons you know these are not non-trivial red flags these are legit ones those overs are absolutely slam dunk bangers the um uh three over three and a half quarterbacks in the first round Raiders take sweat now called it (laughs) shit (laughs) fourth Okay. Yeah, that one's got beat up too. That was I wish I wish I'd bet that early when it was at a at a reasonable number, but I mean it's still like four quarterbacks is probably happening. Just like we talked about for a long time now. Like teams will reach for quarterbacks. As soon as one pops, there'll be two or three teams that need it that go after it. Uh even like if let's say at ten and eleven we get zero quarterbacks at ten and eleven, like uh teams trading back into the first round to take a quarterback is it's absolutely a thing that yeah. happens 
way more. It always happens. It happens quite a bit. I mean, fifth year option. Happened. The fifth because the fifth you year get option. that fifth year option on a quarterback is super important. You might see you might see that if if there is that fourth quarterback late. I don't know how worried I'd be about that bet because someone's coming back out of day two into back into Thursday and taking another quarterback. That that probably happens. I think that number has kind of gotten out of control, but four quarterbacks has probably happened. Agreed. Um, okay. Uh, how about, I don't know. Those are my three favorites. I really love that. And Kyler Murray, number one overall, obviously, but you needed to get on that yesterday when it was getting arbitraged all over the place and it was down in the minus 200s for some but dumb reason. Um, the, uh, is there, if there's, there was a, those, I guess those are my four favorites. I, I don't really have a fifth that, oh yeah. Um, what's his name? Josh Allen over three and a half. That's my fifth favorite. I, I still really like that one a lot. I don't see any world where the Jets take Josh Allen third. There's been way too much of that organization specifically dumping on that player that they actually take him third. Um, so with that, and you know, if if you see anyone mock Haskins to the Giants, it's you know, throw away that mock. If you see anyone mocking any quarterback to the Bengals or the Dolphins, throw away that mock, in my opinion. Um, and um yeah. Throw away all the mocks. They're done. Actually, yeah. Throw away the mocks. That's pretty true. Uh, although I'm going to tweet out a mock that you that has more useful Do your information. Own mock. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say. It has more useful information. Out. I'm going to tweet out a mock that has more useful information just than what I think each player will go. It has kind of confidence scores for each player, and it has a, um, kind of a ceiling and a floor that I think are pretty reasonable that you can use to kind of evaluate some of the prop market options. With that, and I, and by the way, like some of the more interesting and fun props are all involving the wide receivers. I don't know who takes a wide receiver. I want let's let's touch all, on that real quick. At um, all. How many guess? receivers do you think go? And is there is there a non-zero chance that there's a second running back taken? Let's just assume the first one even gets taken. Is there's, there any reason to be betting? You can get a Big, big, fat number on over one, not one and a half, over one running backs taken because the Bama running back is not, you know, a deadlock. Absolutely. Like you could, you could get caught holding the bag on that one and, and lose that bet for sure. Well, what you do no is arbitrage. If you arbitrage, is there, by any, taking I mean, over, is there any way? Yeah, 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 no, no. You there's a way to, there's a way to make money on that prop. You bet over 25 and a half uh, for Jacobs. And you bet over one running back taken, uh, and then if Jacob slides past thirty-two, you win your that bet, but you lose your, you know, your over one potentially. Um, if you if he falls between twenty-five and thirty-two, and there's a second running back taken, you win both. That's an easy way to corner that that deal. I don't know why they have those two props up. Yeah, but what, what's the price on? Am that? I missing something? Am I missing on something on that? Over. Uh, the it, fact was raised, the over it was pretty 24 is juicy as fuck is it oh, but there's 25 and a half out there that i think are still worth that are are relatively clean like nitrogen has a 25 and a half that's in the minus one something's range um but yeah no no i think there's a way to i think there's a way I mean, to cut i think I don't, there's a way I can't to even a name a second running back I don't think I can name a second running back that has our buddy our buddy joey nish our jo like, buddy joey nish liked, the uh, our buddy Joey Nish liked Henderson. He said Henderson was getting looks from oh, teams yeah. that were late late in the first, and he's gotten invited to day two of the draft. So I think think Henderson is a realistic uh, realistic option. But I, I honestly like like you. I can't name any of these guys. I have no clue. 
who they are. And I don't think you should be using draft capital to take a running back in the first round. So, And now that Seattle's got two picks down there, that's spooky, actually, because they took Penny last year. There's 0.00 chance that they take a running back one of those two picks, and that's two out of those kind of that range, right? So that's a little dicey now. Um, but wide receivers, my best guess is that three go. Uh, I'm guessing Metcalf, Brown, and Brown are all kind of in a little cluster there between 21 and 28. Um, but just because you have some wide receiver needy teams, and and those guys are all I think good enough to warrant first round over you know first round picks. Um, what uh, what do you what do you make of all this? Yeah, I think the three wide receivers. Like at first, I didn't. Uh, the, it's tough drafting wide receiver first round too. That can be a big waste of capital, or you can. I mean, you can hit a Randy Moss. Like the, both things can happen, but more often than not, you get a Troy Williamson. So uh, I don't love it, but yeah, like some of those teams that are needy, and if they're halfway, three quarters of the way down the board, like both both the Brown boys, and I don't think they're actually related. They just have the same last name. But yeah. Marquise and AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, I think yeah, they all probably three go in the first round. Yeah, the the second running back, Sanders, Harris, Montgomery. Hill. Yeah, I have no clue. Um, no clue. I mean, None of those guys. Yeah, I haven't heard seen any smoke on those I can, I can tell those you guys. what teams three of those guys play on. But yeah, I don't think you're seeing the second running back. And there's a good sporting chance you don't see a running back day one. Um, the defense props have got beat up, and I think that's fair too. The more defensive players than offensive players, like that, that's just going to happen because like there's no running backs that people like. The quarterbacks, I don't think five is an option. Four is the limit. And wide receivers, I don't think you see four. It's three. So, I mean, there'll be some offensive offensive linemen and then probably one to two tight ends. But would we get to, like, 14 offensive players probably, 15? Like, it's going to be 16, 17, 18 defensive players. That's probably pretty accurate. Uh, there'll be some – I have a little bit on uh, the cornerback from Washington going as the first cornerback at like plus two, two something. I think he has a good sporting chance to be the first one off the board. There's a few teams that are hungry for that. Um, there were some props on just DBs in general, and we're looking at that. And then also <clears throat> we talked with uh, Joey Kanish a little, and it wasn't on the podcast, just off the air, maybe chatting on DMs about the Pac-12. And that one was, I think we have to just stay away from that because there was a bunch of guys that were right on the edge. And that's where some of these, like, they're pretty they're pretty sharp lines. As much as you'll hear about, like, books don't want to list these and they always get beat up on these, there are some of these that are like, this is a sharp line and there's no sense getting involved in something like this where there's so much volatility at the end of a round where a guy falls between that 20 to 40 range and you just never know. So a lot of those conference props, I think, are pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited. For um, and then also uh, <laughs> over-under, over-under seven-and-a-half draft day trades is minus 200 to under seven-and-a-half. I, I talked to somebody who said there'd be no trades in the first day. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, well. you get. I think, and I think it's because you were you'd been working so much on your mock little spreadsheet. Yeah, right. And right, like right. any any trade would have just goofed it up, and you're like, there'll be no trades. Blows it up, right? Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, no um, I'm excited for this to come and go, and um, you know, it's like 
I feel like, uh, you know, we're going to get a sense <clears throat> from this draft uh, which teams are doing a good job of embracing the advanced analytics and the, the kind of the key, the cutting edge research. And um, what we should really be looking for are those indications, right? Like teams that are investing first round draft capital to stop the run, to run, to, um, you know, linebackers, things like that. Even if it's, you know, if, it, if it's a position of super duper need and there's no other good player to help you compete in today's NFL, then so be it. But I think we're going to learn a lot about kind of the, the current state of the front offices of a lot of these teams and be able to kind of further categorize which teams are moving in the right direction and which we can write off. Oh, yeah. Foreseeable it's like a, what we talked about for ad nauseum about the Raiders. Sorry about that, guys. But – I mean, you'll find out a lot about what the Raiders' plans are based on what they do with that pick. Like, just all the scenarios we kind of laid out there. Like, what they decide to do there, that's going to be pretty indicative of, like, what what direction they're going to be headed, what they're thinking about for next year. Because it's just not – I mean, it's kind of a team they're setting up to possibly compete in two years. <clears throat> so it'll be really interesting to see if they <clears throat> are looking to actually – you know, try to do a little bit of competing, maybe, you know, start to change the culture as the buzzwords and cliches <laughs> go and maybe be sure. a, a team, you know, be a team that's a little bit closer to a playoff race. So they're ready in two years when they, when they get a few more pieces in place and they do the big move, but it'll, it'll be really interesting as much as the Raiders are a joke on our podcast a lot. And we make fun of them. Like I'm actually super into, Interested in seeing like what happens with all the draft capital they uh, accumulated, and honestly the the Redskins too, because like what are you doing at quarterback this year? What's the plan, Denver and Washington? Like, is this <laughs> is this the plan for reals? Dude, the Redskins are so screwed. They're so screwed. Uh, you know they're in no man's land. They're stuck in yeah, fifteen. No, I mean, they're just it's too much players. draft capital to trade up and get the guy they they presumably want. They don't have any healthy quarterbacks in the roster. There was nothing good for them in free agency. The Redskins like are the the like the Redskins are living out the Raiders potentially next year, only with the nightmare of the Raiders also moving cities. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. With all that. Let's uh let's enjoy the let's enjoy the draft and then let's let's uh let's plan on Monday. We'll do a little uh little reactions to the draft and then uh hit some NBA playoffs. Does that sound good? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, we'll have a round two of the we NBA. We're gonna playoffs do that today, today, but we got we got real deep in the real awesome. But uh, you know, it's it's, really, it was an interesting it, topic. We didn't know we we really didn't know what we were gonna like talk about today so no but i think no and, and but i think we hit on some important points about like what do you do about building a franchise in today's nfl which is a very interesting topic and i can't wait to see what mike mayock does because i had high hopes for him when they draft when they uh when they when they signed me oh, I, I was think, like oh, I, okay. yeah and i think we'll we'll get into that a lot here in the fall when we start doing our previews um, because there are some very different uh, trains of thought from one gm to another on what you should do to build a franchise it's or true. what you should do to just build a business that makes money and sells tickets. It's and true. It's money in your pocket. If you're an owner, if you're Bidwell or and Brown, some of those owners just hire GMs to do what they say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yep, you're yep, just yep. here to do what I say and run this business. So yeah. Sell tickets. Um, okay. Perfect. All right. Well, 
good luck to anybody who made any any uh, you know, draft any prop wagers. Bets on the draft. <laughs> I think I got seven or eight pending. Hopefully, they all cash. Nothing gets weird. I don't all have right, any crazy long shots. I think maybe I should add a couple of those. I like it. Okay. Uh, good luck. Best of luck. And uh, see this uh, hockey game? 3-3. Three, three. We're going to get another little overtime game seven. NHL is just spoiling us, man. Um, all right. Have fun. Best of luck. <laughs>